The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoke. Over the line! I'm sorry, Smokey, you were over the line. That's the problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. Put scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, any single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe Glengow, any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live today from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundstat. And today, cigars and letters from our listeners. We dig into the mailbag and answer questions from our listeners and viewers. Some good and some not so good. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row, the Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. And I want to give two shout-outs. Two. We had Vinny from Jersey. Yes. That came up and paid us a visit. He writes in all the time. And uh, I, I've met him, I think, one other yeah, time. Yeah, he was here before. Um, but we came in. We smoked cigars together. Had, uh, had he listens because he says some of the things, oh, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Remember when you said this? So he's paying attention. And uh, he would like you to work on your, your live read on the asylum. He brought it to my attention and... I, I, I thought about it after he said it, <laughs> that you have this, this looping question mark throughout the copy. So he wants you to work on that. You know, I say it all the time. I went to the Porky Pig School of Speech. It is what it is. But like Mr. Jonathan, when it comes to that little thing he says right after I do the intro, he's read it after five, six years before we changed it. And towards the end, you were getting it. And then you read it the next one a whole bunch of times in a row. And then you got it. You understand what it is. And that's the, and that's the point. So speaking of the points, we got a whole bunch of points on this cigar, Barry. Looking forward to it. What do we have? Well, today's first cigar is Amafuerte, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Placencia Cigars. We are smoking the hexagon-shaped Sixto, which measures 6 by 60, and it's a Nicaraguan Puro with the wrapper from Jalapa. A single cigar will set you back $20.99, while a box of 10 with a built-in ashtray will cost $188.99, which is a savings of just under $21, or 10% off the signal price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, Try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. This is one sexy cigar. I mean, the gold on it, the I think look you of mean it. Hexy. Sexy. Hexy cigar. It's a hexy. And no one's ever done this before. You see box press that has four sides to it. Right. This is six sides. Wasn't there a triangle one at one point? It yep. was. Trilogy. Trilogy. 
And here's one with six sides, and it looks really awesome. It has an awesome look to it. You want to impress me, do it with like 16 sides. Now now it's that, something. That, yeah, but that would be browned. Six. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty cool. And do you know how they do this, Barry? Any idea? Is it, is it a mold? It has to be the mold, but I haven't seen it done, but it, it has to be a mold. Did they make it at Miami Cigar? Is that why you're asking, Barry? You know, I used to work there. He no. did He did work there. <laughs> yeah, but this has this is Placencia. This has nothing to do with Miami Cigar. Well, no, I understand that, but I just didn't know why you were asking him. Miami okay. cigar. No, because he does the information of the cigar. Have you listened to the show? Well, sometimes <laughs> he does. Sometimes he does. Um, so th- they have different sizes of this cigar, but this is the only one that's the hexagon size. Yeah. Right. There's three sizes. There's the Nestor, which is six and a quarter by 54, which is a traditional Toro. And there's the Generation 5, which is a uh, box press Perfecto. Yeah, it's a odd, almost a Solomon shape, but mushed. So they, they're showing off here. Yeah, there's something. They're showing off. There's some skills. And ring gauge again, they're saying a 60. This is a 6 by 60. All right. Look, it's kind of massive. When we started the show, and I'm talking eight years ago, yeah. this would have seemed gargantuan. Right. Now now it's leveled off to a yeah, certain Yeah, it's kind of normal. All right. So the end of it is round. It's not hexagon at the head. The whole rest of the body Barry, is. Barry, why do you think that is? The mold. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Again, it's the mold. All right, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. This is an excellent made cigar. The cold drawer tastes like oyster crackers. You are. No. There's a fruity component sitting next to me. Yeah. Do you bite the oyster cracker in half? Boom. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. the only way to do Separate it. Separate the two. Are you validating his oyster cracker right now? Not yet. It takes one cracker and turns it into two. It does. This is, this is, and you're going you're gonna to taste it as soon as I say it, the red pixie stick. Oyster crackers. No. Can I have that bullet? Ed, yeah. <laughs> Ed Sullivan was warned. I, he was warned. I, I, I'm going for toasted sesame seed. Bagel? Or Maybe there's different seed. tobacco in each of them. What if there's six different <laughs> no, blends? I, I get it all what you're side. saying on every single one of you. You know, you get that little cookie with all the sesame seeds off, and some of them fall, and you lick your finger, and you get some of the seeds. I used to you do that with breadsticks. There we go. <laughs> you know how to do it. I've never heard of a cookie with sesame seeds on it. Oh, it's loaded all over, completely yeah, covered. Yeah, an Italian cookie yeah, like that. completely yeah. covered. I heard today the saddest story. Oh, God. <laughs> so we have some awesome donuts today. Yes, we do. Uh, that came all the way from Connecticut, Gianna. Um, and you want to come up the, and talk about them? No. Just checking. <laughs> but um, so Jonathan sees that there's donuts here and they came in at three o'clock in the morning and here's the story of the donut. He goes, you, what is it with you and the donut? It's just crazy. It, it, it's all about the donut. Donuts in your family are, uh, they're a life event because the two of you, you and your daughter were texting each other about the donuts that she had to leave the house and come see again. Yes. Donuts are a life event for you people. And the sad story is that Jonathan has been living in this house for four years now, 
<laughs> and how sad is this? He has never had a donut in the house. Donuts donut have never, never crossed been... the threshold of my house, not even one time. Although before I the find show, that very sad. Before the show, he did eat a he donut. He did eat it. I captured The world it. is coming to an end. Yeah. I believe it was more than one. Oh, yeah. You three. fat bastard. Really? Three donuts. Well, because they're so light and airy, I guess they <laughs> didn't even count until the third one. All right. So if we're going to smoke a big cigar like this, a 6 by 60 we well, have a big light. My this. mindset behind picking the Vertigo Intimidator is that some of these mailbags can be intimidating. They're ah. going to be calling us out. There's there's some things in here, mostly about Barry, that are not positive. Ah, mostly about Barry. So bring it on. So you, you, you uh, would you get rid of uh, a lot of the ones against you? I haven't been messing when, up, when I, I guess. When I used to receive so. them, they used to all be loaded with you. <laughs> But then again, Barry wasn't on the show. Right. Is he so, a, is he a new fall guy here? Yeah, he is. Yeah. This is the uh, Vertigo Intimidator. It features four jets, a color-changing flame, the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and an easy adjustment at the bottom. And this bad Larry retails for $24.99. That is the Vertigo Intimidator. Which is an unbelievable price because the cigar costs almost that. Right. We're at a $20 cigar. But I got to tell you, it's a hell of a cigar. It's not my first time. It's not my first go around on this one. It is. The first time I had it, I was on vacation in Miami. I went to a place called The Tank, uh, which is a brewery in Miami. And uh, before they were on the market, I got to sit down with the national sales manager. It knocked me on my rear. Yeah. The heat, the humidity, I just wasn't feeling, oh, yeah? feeling it. And the strong cigar just knocked me over. Well... I find that the smaller ring gauges on this Placencia seem heavier than the bigger ring gauge. The bigger one is easy enough. I'm okay with it. And that's where you're going with this? Yeah. Have you had the big ring gauge yet? Have you had this one, the hexagon? Yeah. When it came in, the day that it landed, I bought three of them. Gave one to Pat, gave one to Ed Sullivan because they're my dream team on Thursdays. And we smoked them all together and as a team. Locked you in the butt. No. No, I didn't think it was all that. No, now that I've been smoking them up here, it, it's a full-body, full-flavored cigar. But it's full flavored. I was expecting it. By the time you get to the band, you're at medium plus in strength. Yeah. When it comes to the smaller sizes, I find it packs more of a punch. All right. Packing, speaking of packing more of a punch, let's begin. All right. Hit me with your best shot. And these are all these are in relatively oh. no particular order. Jonathan? Jonathan? Yeah. We just got a I'm letter. I'm going to kill you. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. We're not going to do this through the whole show, 20 right? more no. times. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So uh, this one is uh, pretty close to a first. This did not come through the Contact Us page. This came through the mail. Through the mail. And uh, Scott writes, hello, David and Mr. Jonathan. I see it. It does. Longtime fan, first-time corresponder. I thank you for your valuable time and attention. My name is Scott, and Scott, I'm not even going to attempt your last name. I'm sorry. There's a lot of consonants together. I can't pull that off. Uh, I live in the suburbs of Kansas City. I'm an active and passionate enjoyer of cigars uh, for now over three decades. The only thing I've done longer is be married, raise a family, and be an advertiser slash marketer poobah. Ah. You can tell I'm experienced since I still use the word advertising. And then he has his little things on the end of it. This, at this point, he's grinning. 
Okay. Uh, I've had the pleasure of visiting cigar stores and cigar lounges the world over, and someday I'll visit two guys, I promise. A while back, I was sitting in my friend Kendall Culberson's Outlaw Cigars. I know him, sure. And I began to notice something. Invariably, nearly every conversation between the fellas and ladies migrated quickly to a small set of subjects. Cars, girls, sports, politics, and guns. Heck, a quick search of Facebook, Instagram, Snapface, or whatever... Whatever it is, reveals a deep and ancient relationship between cigars and guns. So it gave me pause. That pause passed, and I had an idea. An idea to marry cigars and guns. Mm. Where could he be going with this? Uh, And turn the world of... Bad timing, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a rough... Not the popular subject right now. It's going to be a rough launch. Yeah. He's going to turn the world of cigar rests on its head, and then he, he groans. Please accept and enjoy the Centerfire Cigar Rest. Can I have that? You can. Ugh. This thing weighs like 30 pounds. <laughs> it doesn't, not 30 pounds, but it's heavy. It's heavy. It looks like a hollow point bullet. So what happens, and use your cigar because you already used it. I don't want to be the slobber cutter guy over here. So it holds... You put it on your desk, the and, cigar, you, and you, you stick the down. cigar into it. Boom. Not not the ash, but the mouth, the part you put in your mouth. Right. You hold the cigar. Instead of holding it vertically, horizontally, you you hold it vertically. So Pretty uh, cool, right? The, it, looks like, have, it looks like burning incense right now. You got the smoke wafting yeah. up. Yeah. It's interesting. And there's the, It's not going to knock over, I'll tell you that. No, it's certainly not going to fall over. Uh, it's made out of stainless steel, a yep. single bullet of stainless steel milled. And, uh, man, he's going to make smaller ring gauge ones and larger ring gauge ones. This one will go 44 to 60. 60, no problem, right? Yeah. He's going to make a bigger one and a smaller one. And at this point, it looks like they're going to retail somewhere around 35 bucks. 45 $35. No, but to 45 Ah, uh, that's the forty-five caliber. Um, Interesting. Okay. So please accept and enjoy my center fire cigar rest. We accept it. Thank the you. The forty-five caliber. So, but this is to Mr. Jonathan and Dave, and this one. Therefore, you already, I win. You already licked it. All right. So it's yours. <laughs> I'm out. Well, you two sometimes come across as married on the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. This is mine. This is going on my desk, as it should. Right next to the semi-automatic machine gun. <laughs> Don't get Tom Troy started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Don't get him started. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a weird time right now for gun stuff. It's a weird time. So Ed Sullivan, if you can pull up that camera one time, I'm just going to put his uh, his ad up here. So nice. So that's what it is. Yeah, nice. Those that are watching slick. on YouTube, if you if you listen to the show, you ever want to see it, just click on the YouTube, find the Cigar Authority, and and uh, it's the Centerfire Cigar Rest. They are not available in retail shops as of yet, and he's working on his pricing. That's why I said they're around thirty-five right, dollars. So not so even for sale yet. It's not even for all sale. Right, so there's a an advanced thing, uh, cigarbage. 
as I like to call it. Um, you know, people over the many years of making things that would go, some of the stuff makes it and lasts, some of the stuff comes and goes. We'll see. Good luck to him. I, I hope it lasts. Imagine long. if this becomes the next, you know, at some point somebody invented a cutter. Right? Yeah. And then it, cha- it revolutionized the world of cigars at that point. Nobody lays their cigars down anymore. Everybody puts them up. That this becomes the new, the new standard in now, the industry. Now that we shared it with, you know, a massive amount of people that listen to the show. Yeah. I hope he has a trademark. Yeah, because you're going to get ripped off. Well, right? I texted yes. him this morning to make sure it was okay that we talked about it on the show. All right. All right. So, so that's that. That's a good one. It comes with a gift and everything. You're guaranteed to get your um, mail read if you send a gift along with it. It's true. I would say. Okay. All right. So this was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hey, gentlemen, and Mr. Jonathan. And so it begins. There we go. <laughs> Long-time listener to the show, and this is the first time I'm writing in, even though I've been tempted many times before by Mr. Jonathan's buffoonery. <laughs> if you smoke a Corona of straight Lajero, it's like taking a shot of tequila. Your body feels all the nicotine in one quick burst, and if you blend that same amount into a larger cigar, it's like blending it into a mixed drink. You sip that mixed drink over an extended period of time, and that's lessening the effect it has on your body. Absolutely. Taking shots. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah, okay. Taking shots versus sipping beverages over a long period of time. Both give you the same amount of alcohol, but both affect you in vastly different ways. Please stop spouting off like what you're saying is fact when the guys sitting next to you who actually know what they're talking about, Dave, Ed, Barry, and even Sean the barista, (laughs) are telling you it doesn't make sense. All right. Are you ready for this? You ready? Go ahead. You got to come back because we get to come back on these. You end up. You end and up I and I, I wrote the response to Michael because I knew that it was going to be a while before I read it on the air. So I'm going to read my response. Uh, Michael, first of all, thanks for writing in. I love when people call me out because it keeps me both humble and sharp. I would love uh, I would have read this on the air sooner, but it got stuck in my spam folder. I will repeat this on the air, of course but I have nothing going on this morning and have time to type out my response here as well. As I proved in the article, Real Value 6x60 versus the Toro, on thecigarauthority.com, ring gauge does not affect burn time to a certain extent. So the, the experiment I did there f- to remind everyone is 50 ring gauge versus 60 ring gauge, puff for puff, the exact amount of time they burned exactly to the same point at the exact same amount of time. Right. I think it was 220 puffs. Uh, Ring gauge does not affect the burn. A Corona of all the Herald would not burn and therefore would not deliver the nicotine you suggest. But let's say for the sake of argument that it would burn like a normal cigar. The burn time would be about the same as if you blended that cigar into a 50 ring gauge with lower priming tobaccos. The nicotine in the lower primings gets added to the mix, not subtracted. The thinner the cigar, the more nicotine, uh, the thicker rather, the thicker the cigar, the more nicotine present. To make this the same as your alcohol point, you would have to mix tequila with a mixer that also has alcohol in it, in which you would get more wasted faster than just a single shot. And this was my point the other day, but it got washed out with all the others jumping in to prove me wrong on something that is simple science and not opinion. I disagree. <laughs> and that wasn't a very humble response. You basically told him he's wrong. He is wrong, and no, you're wrong, and he's wrong. He's not, because if you take a 60 ring gauge and a 44 ring gauge, a 44 ring gauge is like a smaller glass. So you got four leaves. We'll use three leaves. You got you got one Lajaro, one Volado, one Seiko. Okay. So we're going to call that a 
three ounce shot. And okay. now you're doing six ounce shot, you got more mixer in it. Yeah, but where are you getting all this magic tobacco that has no nicotine in it? Because when you add another leaf of tobacco, even if it's the lowest priming, has, there is nicotine present. But it has less than the other primings. But you're so still adding it to the mix. Lowers it down. You're still adding it to the mix. Then uh, uh, on a Marlboro you're cigarette, not watering it. a regular Marlboro and a Marlboro 100 would have the same amount of nicotine, and that's not true. There is less nicotine in a 100 cigarette versus a regular size cigarette. 88. It's a regular size. Of okay. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, Jonathan, can I ask you a question? Please do. Do all of your email responses start with, sorry for the delay, it was stuck in my spam folder? Uh, not all of them. But this one was stuck in my spam folder. I, I mean, I've just heard it multiple times, and, yeah. and I'm wondering if perhaps you're inattentive. I <laughs> Game, set, match, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> so, Ed, what do you think of, of that answer that a, a drink with um, a shot of alcohol and then a mixed drink with the same shot of alcohol is going to react to the same thing? If you drink shots as opposed to you drink mixed drinks, does that the same thing to you? I, I think, uh, you know, it kind of speaks to the time frame that you're going to do it in. And the well, let's say it's the same exact time frame. So you're going to have four mixed drinks in an hour, and you're going to have four shots in an hour. Same thing happens to you? You have to pee more, but you're going to yeah. be the same amount of wasted. I'd go for the same on that one. It's the same amount of alcohol per drink. Okay. As the resident alcoholic of the show, <laughs> four shots will have me feeling it. More than four mixed drinks. I'll the same stick, amount of but time. But you have to drink the them in the amount, same, same amount, amount of time. time. Because I've, I've done martinis, which is basically pure vodka. Yeah. And I've done um, vodka and uh, ginger beer. Somebody. Yeah, okay. But you don't drink that in the same amount of time. If you're doing a shot, you're pounding the whole, the whole amount of alcohol is going in your no, system right but now. But you don't do shot after shot after shot. You do shot, you wait 15 minutes, you do another shot. In one hour, four shots. I am much more drunker than one hour of four mixed drinks. And if you want to break out the alcohol, we could prove it over the <laughs> I, course I of the show. I knew that that's where you were going. <laughs> yeah, so. really? uh, we're going to have to go to Mark Marcosi, the doctor and scientist mm -hmm. on this, and get clarification gonna, and get the real answer I'm gonna to go, this. I'm going to go to a, a couple of blenders, I think, at this point. I thought that my answer would have swayed both of you over to the correct side. But when I, when I'm, I get, not, I'm not totally against you. When I get Nick Perdomo's opinion you, and he says... Yeah, Mr. J, you nailed it. Then you guys will have to agree with me, and it'll be over. Go to a scientist. Go to Dr. Mark S. Marcosi. He does listen to the show. I'm sure I'll get an email from him at the end telling get the, him get the answer how on. wrong you guys are. All right, moving along. All right. Uh, Keith writes, I uh, just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to Dave and the team. You're welcome. I met Dave a few years back when my wife and I traveled with him to Cuba. Who's this? This is Dave, uh, Keith Queen. Oh, okay. I'm uh, working these days after my second child on taking time each day to think about the things I'm grateful for. And over the last few months with a new baby and a toddler, it's much harder to take time for a cigar. And thus, I enjoy listening to the podcast that you all put so much work into. It's like I'm virtually having a cigar. But when I was thinking about our trip and how Dave was to take time to teach my wife about smoking cigars, he even gifted us a lighter from his pocket and sent some Atabay cigars after returning to the U.S., 
just a class act, and I enjoy listening to him as a marketing guy. I enjoy learning more about marketing from the hard work he puts into his shops. Consider me grateful for Two Guys Cigars today, and I look forward to smoking more regularly soon. Uh, and that's Keith from Keith, California. Yeah, Keith uh, and, and his wife, and I, I see them on Facebook all the time, and I saw them when they had their baby and their second baby and uh, moving back and forth, and I'm, I'm watching you. They're watching me. I'm watching them. You don't comment on many things. I get myself in trouble with comments. He leaves the trouble up to me online. Yeah. As Barry gets himself <laughs> when he makes a comment, and I've never, I've never deleted a comment. No. Barry no. has to delete comments I have sometimes. because then it gets out of control, right. and I didn't mean for it to get that far so out of control. I like, the, I like the like button. That says, that's, there's my comment, like. I like that. I like what you said. I agree with you. I start getting on there, and I say, I agree with you. Then somebody gets on there and say, I'm a jerk, too. I have had somebody not friend me anymore because I liked somebody. I liked a comment. And then they said that I'm never shopping in your store again. I'm not doing this because I like something. So I'm gun shy. I hear you. Or, Absolutely. Or are you? Uh, this message is also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, living by the beach, I spend a lot of time smoking in my car. Fortunately, I have a convertible. So I don't have as much of an issue with my interior reeking of stale smoke. But as I listen to you always bringing up these Ten Commandments of smoking, I realized there's a whole different set of rules for car smoking. So here's my Ten Commandments of mobile ah, smoking. Oh, let's do this. Uh, never smoke high-end cigars while driving. This is where I smoke my daily smokes. Even good cigars are okay, but I'm not smoking a $20 cigar in my car as you have to focus on the road. You cannot give the full ap enough appreciation and relaxation to a very high-end cigar. Also, the wind rushing through your open windows will often cause burn issues. I only crack the window a little, I, and I open the sunroof a crack, yep. and I open the window a crack, and I'm good for the high-end cigar. And the key is to hold it in your right hand, not your left hand by the window. I can't do that. Well, you're a lefty. Yeah. Do you smoke always lefty? Yeah. I guess I smoke righty. It kind of makes I, sense. I'm ambidextrous. Yeah. I'm going to try this. Uh, never That's rub. not going to taste as good. I'm going to switch over. By <laughs> Very. Pay, pay Will it change the taste and flavor of the cigar? <laughs> never rub another man's rhubarb. If you're driving someone else's car, do not light a cigar in it without getting permission first. Of course. Always keep a cutter. Although, well, let, let me quickly say, yep. there was a cigar manufacturer that came into Boston, and the rep picked him up at the airport. I'm going to leave both of those people out. They know who they are, and they're both listeners of the show. And the rep, who had a brand-new car and did not smoke cigars in his car, pulled up, and the guy just took a long flight, and he's picked up at the airport, and the owner of the company takes a cigar out to go light it up. And the rep said to the owner of the, of the company, I don't smoke in my car. In which the owner of the company said, that's okay, you don't have to, and lit the cigar up. <laughs> Does the rep still work for said company? No. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, True that's, story. That is that's great. Awesome. And then he came and told me the horror story. Oh, my God. He, I picked him up, and I told him I don't smoke in the car. And he said, that's okay. I don't have to. And he lit a cigar, and we drove off. And I didn't know what to say. True story. Uh, <laughs> always keep a cutter and two lighters in the car. They don't have to be your most expensive lighters, but they should be cigar lighters Good and not call. those 7-Eleven cheapos. And two of them, because you do not want to find out that your last cigar killed all the juice in your only lighter. Absolutely. And I'll go on to say that you should also have in your center console at least one box of matches just in case. You're yeah, you got to have the backup matches yep. for sure. And then you got to pull over, though. Well, you just close the windows. No, you got to pull over to light the cigar with a match. I could do a jet lighter as I'm driving. I don't do that. I'm texting one hand, lighting the other yeah, hand. A cup of coffee, balancing on the dash. I got you. Keep a portable ashtray because you will be forced to often tap the ash instead of letting it fall naturally, or it will land in your lap and get scattered all over your interior with the wind. Yeah. Uh, then you can empty the can wherever you go. Keep a small travel humidor in your car and ensure it is maintained. You do not want storage ever to be an issue, and you do not want to keep cigars in the plastic bags from your cigar shop, shop for more than a day. Okay, so with, with the cup, I like the coffee cup, the paper coffee cup with the lid. Yes. And that's what I use at the ashtray. And then at the end, when I'm done, and I'm going to tell you, most of the stink that happens in your in your in your car of smelling cigars, because people go into my car and say, you don't smoke in your car? because I use the paper coffee cup. And then at the end of it, I'm done. I drop the rest of the cigar in it. I put the cover on it, and I walk out with it, and I throw it in a receptacle. And the and key is with the cup of coffee, it'll always leave like a, little a quarter bit. of an yeah. inch. Just a little drop yeah. in there. Always carry extra cigars in case you have passengers. Come on. We cigar smokers are courteous and a generous lot. This is a good one. It is good. Yeah. Uh, even though it's your car, if you have a passenger, always ask if they mind before lighting up. Don't make the assumption. Uh, always keep an order... I have to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, your license plate does say cigar yeah, on it. Everybody least. assumes, right? My car, my fair. rules. Just like with my stepdaughter, my house, my rules. And the radio? You listen to uh, my, my you music? You cannot touch my radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that drives me crazy. My, I don't like this song. The song's going to change in three and a half minutes. Don't touch my radio. That's my biggest pet peeve, the passage of touching the radio. Okay. I'm a little bit with you on, I, I don't know that, if it's someone that doesn't smoke cigars, no, no. you want to get their permission yeah. for that. Not their permission, but just they let them know before they get in the car, hey, listen, I'm, I plan on smoking. They could always take an Uber if they don't like it. Yeah, if it. it's going to bother you, I'm, I'll order you an Uber. Uh, always keep an odor eliminator at all times to keep your car and your clothing smelling fresh. Febreze is fine in a pinch, but I prefer a homemade solution of one cup of distilled water and two tablespoons of baking soda in a spray bottle. This way, it still freshens the interior, but you can also spray your hair and kill the smoke that will blow up through your hair. You can even spray it in your mouth and keep your breath smelling from smelling of smoke. That actually kind of sounds disgusting. Yeah. Vinegar and uh, baking soda. Uh, he didn't say vinegar. He said distilled water and baking soda. Oh, oh, oh! Right. Yeah, he did. Right. I was, I was thinking vinegar and baking There's soda. There's a would thing explode. called odor eliminator. It's yeah. a little tub, and you pop the top off. You pull the foil back. You slide it underneath your seat, yeah. and it just always works. I use a little it hole punch and punch phenomenal. five or six holes in the in the lid and put the lid right back, back on it. Yeah. I had a nine ninety nine at twoguyscigars.com. There we go. Two get the third one free. Ah. Go ahead. Uh, if it's too hot or cold with your windows open or convertible top down and you want to use your AC or heater, adjust your vents before lighting up so you don't end up with a face full of ash. 
And number 10, no matter how much you're enjoying your cigar, nothing takes precedence over obeying all of the traffic laws and paying attention to the other drivers. And that's Brian from Gotta Redondo Beach. Got to work on that, Beach. too. I'll work on that. You, you like to view stop signs as recommendations. Recommendations. Right. I think a couple other things. In the selection of the car to smoke in, you must have leather seats. Mm. Because the cloth seats just absorb the smoke. 100%. And dark headliner is highly recommended yeah. because otherwise you're going to get staining on there. And in, uh, in the chat room, Joe Gut says you got to have the Bopkin, which is also available at twoguyscigars.com. There we go. Okay, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. That's Victor Sinclair Cigars. Would you rather. You mentioned vinegar. Would you rather use an eyedropper made of vinegar versus toilet paper made of sandpaper? You have to use one. For the rest of my life? Today. Okay. Eyedropper made of vinegar or toilet paper made of sandpaper? I made a cup of coffee a few weeks ago not realizing my wife put vinegar in the coffee machine to clean it out. But she never started it, so I made a cup of coffee. Oh, my. I took a sip. Give me the sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, just the heat from the thing coming up, all right? Yeah, the vinegar, uh-uh. But sandpaper. After I drank a sip of coffee made out of vinegar instead of water, I'll take the sandpaper. Okay. What, uh, what say you, Ed Sullivan? Uh, light wipe with the sandpaper, new, new underwear <laughs> later. <Yeah. laughs> uh, the light wipe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I'm going to go with the eye drops because uh, I don't use eye drops, so I'm all set. Yeah, I do the eye drop before I do so. Because that's going to hurt you the rest of the day. And probably uh, tomorrow. Yeah, the eye drop thing. So there's a, there's a push right you don't there. Want, you don't want chub rub in that area after it's been scuffed <laughs> no, up. No, no, you don't. All right, let's take a break. And we come back, lots more in the mailbag and something that Barry calls the best asylum segment ever. I'll be the judge of that when we return. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where TwoGuysCigars.com comes in. It's the number, twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're gonna have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. 
for your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. 
With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. <laughs> that was uh, you know why it's inappropriate. City, right? Yeah, I gotcha. The, the lady boys. Oh, God. <laughs> We're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage set, and we are uh, talking mailbags today. We're going to get to as many as we can through the show. Uh, the goal was at least 20. We'll see how far we can get. Well, because I... Some of them are long. They're Some of them are long, and they, the, the long <laughs> ones are more difficult to work into a show because often we only have a few minutes at the end, yeah. of, at the end of the show, or if it's one that could get some discussion in, yeah. uh, like this one from Stephen, who writes in on the Contact Us page. Okay, so I've amended Miguel M. Shodell's 10 Cigar Commandments. These are the 10 Commandments of a Cigar Facebook group. Ah. We generally sum these up to don't be a dick. Okay. But please read. Uh, thou shall terminology there. It is. It's very. Uh, thou shall actively participate. You get what you put into these groups. Thou shall not cross post. Many of us are in multiple groups and no one wants to see the same post ten times. Agreed. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with you there. Uh, thou shall not cigar bash. You should not make fun of a cigar or its smoker purely because it's cheaper than what you normally spend. We are all in this together. Or can afford. Right? Right. I'm also not a fan of uh, somebody smokes a cigar and they don't like it. And then you put a picture of it, you like it, and you like it enough to take a picture, and you set your filter, yeah. and you, you put it on the group, and then somebody says, no thanks. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Just shut up. If you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> you don't have to like it. You don't need to do the angry face either. You're in a cigar group. Be supportive. <clears throat> yeah. That's why I don't, I don't post much in the, the groups. <laughs> me either. So they, they, they bully me. Very sensitive. Yeah. Uh, if thou, if thou choose, chose to send a bomb, thou shalt expect nothing in return except a hearty thank you. Now, I don't want to freak you I out can, on this. I this is turn. not I don't an explosive. That. What, are, what are you saying? So what, a, what, a cigar bomb <clears throat> is when you send a group of cigars to a person, just surprise them. Person lost his job, person's birthday. You send them two cigars, five cigars, ten cigars. Sometimes there's some rare cigars. Sometimes there's some everyday cigars. Just out of, out of the clear blue. Just clear out of the blue. You're how, looking how do you to know do the a address? nice guy. How do you know the address? You reach out to somebody that's a mutual friend. Right. Some cigar groups keep a running tab of Isn't addresses. That nice? That's nice. And don't if you send something to somebody, for whatever reason you're choosing to send it to somebody, do not expect it in return. I don't expect it in return, but you would expect... That they bomb someone else. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the thank you. And when things are better for you, if you got the cigars no. because you lost a job... Two years down the road, you see somebody else lose their job, pay it forward. Yeah. Okay. But say thank you. 100%. He, he said it. Okay. Accept a hearty thank you. Uh, if thou are... Sen- I love the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, you don't. If thou are sending a bomb, thou shall thank the sender 
if not a post in the group, at minimum, a private message to say <coughs> thanks. Absolutely. Uh, and that it got there in good order. And they call it a bomb, huh? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not really the right time of uh, <laughs> no, it's not the, the U.S. to okay. be throwing that you're, word you're, around. You're but. blowing up their mailbox with cigars. All right. Thou shalt take clear photos focusing on the cigar. Thou shalt not dry beg for bombs and cigars. Nobody likes a moocher. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a bomb. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do you think they're talking about? I have they, no idea what that was. You see the word bomb I in know. the groups all the I time. I don't know what it meant. Now I know. You just, your lack of inquisitiveness sometimes is baffling. Yeah. Uh, thou shalt not be rude when someone is asking a legitimate question. Thou shalt keep scrolling if someone annoys you, but is, it, their post is not against group rules. If you think it is something that should be addressed, thou shalt report to admins. Barry, instead of going right after the guy, strangling him. Yes. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Thou shalt not brag about their collection without being asked. And that's the 10th commandment there. Okay. It's pretty good. You're on these book, these things. I'm, I'm on a few of them. <coughs> Cigar cartel being one of them. Yeah, and you, and you see, by you, those you, rules. I try to. All right, try to continue to try I, to. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I do. All right, we all have moments of lapse. Okay. All right, moving on. All right, Joshua writes through the contact us page. Good afternoon, gentlemen. My name is Josh, and I run a public policy think tank here in Kentucky. A regular listener and a cigar smoker. We are based in Louisville, Kentucky, where there is a complete indoor smoking ban. No cigar bars, no smoking inside a cigar shop. They even got rid of hookah lounges. Every time you guys talk about visiting your local brick and mortar as a place to smoke, I die a little on the inside. I'd like to fight this, but I'm not exactly sure how. Should I contact CRA, IPCPR? Any help is appreciated. Both. Both. And, uh, yeah, doing nothing about it is not the solution. Doing something about it. And then they're going to tell you to contact your um, senators and your uh, congressmen. And uh, when, when it comes to a state level or something, contact the governor. Contact. If there's multiple cigar shops in Kentucky, you should go around to the different cigar shops and form a little association. It doesn't. Never a consumer, but the, the, the state. This is the unfortunate thing that most states, they, they have no associations. We here in New Hampshire have a strong association. That's why we're, quote, lucky we don't have a tobacco tax and lucky we can smoke inside the cigar store. Lucky had nothing to do with it. These right. things came forward many, many times. And we get together and sometimes we bring customers with us and fight for it not to happen. Well, this guy said he's part of a think tank, so maybe that think tank could get the ball rolling and get the cigar shop yeah. owners talking to each other because a, a lot of times businesses that are in the same market... Yeah, they're competitors and they don't want to bother with... That's what's happened to me in Massachusetts. But that's, they, they they're not the me. real competition. Right. The real competition are these cigar giants, these tobacco giants that are buying cigar shops and selling cigars cheaper online than you can buy them directly yeah. from them. Yeah. All righty, next... The following message was also submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And uh, Joe writes, what's up, fellers? With an R at the end, just <laughs> fellers. Uh, the easiest way that I used to explain to my stubborn moron friends about bringing your own cigars into a cigar shop is by telling them they have to look at it from the perspective of putting a dollar value on each chair in the lounge. If some dope comes in and sits his fat ass in a chair smoking his own cigar for two hours, that chair isn't making the store any money. 
with that, this doesn't have to be a commandment, but it is a little cigar etiquette. When you're done smoking your cigar at the lounge, please don't sit there and occupy a chair for an additional three hours on your laptop doing business. It's rude. P.S. It would be awesome if you guys did some kind of raffle to pick a listener to come on the show as a guest. That could be something, a little contest. Come on the show. Those two emails back to back are a perfect case in point. You have the guy in Kentucky who can't smoke in a cigar shop, so he's lost that ability. Right. If you bring your own cigar into that cigar shop, that cigar shop's going to go out of business. You're going to be in the same boat as the guy in Kentucky. Right, right. I hope somebody else opens up and tries to struggle or whatever it is. You know my feeling on that. Uh, So, Barry, I show up at the Nashua store this week, and Barry Stein is all giddy that he has made the ultimate asylum for this week and will not share it with me but shared it with somebody else and said oh so he said this is the one if this isn't the one this is the one you're putting a little pressure on this journey i don't know what was going on so right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at asylum cigars they're coming to take me away haha they're coming to take me away ho ho to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and i'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. And all I can say is thank goodness it's not a dirty one because your daughter's in the There we go. In England, 41-year-old Samantha Utakon was overcome with sweet emotion as she went off the rails on a crazy train and killed her boyfriend, Pete Davegun, with a guitar by doing her best Pete Townsend impersonation. After sending him on his stairway to heaven, she smoked some marijuana enjoying the purple haze and chatted on the phone with her daughter. She's currently free-falling in jail, serving 18 in life due to her eruption. When asked by the judge if she was a first offender, she replied, no, I struck them with a Gibson first and then <laughs> offender, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're wow. coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. So not necessarily guns kill people, but guitars. guitars. Yes. So you can't outlaw the guitars, too. This is a whole nother well, show. Yeah, you, know, you need to get a you know mental test before you can buy a cigar, uh, guitar. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we're smoking the Placencia, and this is the octagon-shaped one, the Alma Forte. Forte meaning strong? Forte, yep, strong. Yeah. Alma? Oh, you know what? I knew it, and... Are you forgetting now? I forget it. But I'm, get, I'm it getting is. old. All right, so let's go back to a mailbag, Barry. Well, uh, well I, I got a little flavor. Mm. Uh, strong soul. Strong soul. To... You guys have had brown bread before? Yep. Pumping in the can? Oh, the one that's in the can, yeah. 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 All right, so I got you a little bit, a little raisin. Imagine you got peach cobbler, but the cobbler part's the brown bread. So you got a little peachiness, you got a little bit of that molassesy sweetness. I'm getting a little plum. And then a little bit, a little bit of black pepper on the finish. It's, re- it's, interesting. it's brown bread peach cobbler. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It's, uh, I don't know what brown bread is. I know what pumpernickel is. I know what whole wheat is. It comes is. in a can. And, and you, you could you boil bake, the pan, the can, or you, or you can bake the can. Bake the can. Do you like it in the can? 
It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never had it? No. Yeah, it's Franks and beans and brown bread in a can. Oh, mm. hot dogs. I've beans. had Franks and beans, but never brown bread in a can. Giggity. It sounds like a euphemism <laughs> for something. <laughs> Does yeah. your brown bread rise in the can? <laughs> I don't know what it looks like before you cook it. I've never Next time it you before. go food shop and get the brown bread in the can and you put, you put it in the oven and uh, the can itself and it cooks itself in the can. I'll have to look for it. Yeah. It, it is amazing. Just for the record. Or I remember it being it's, amazing. It's, yeah, it's kid. an old time thing, but they're still out there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Mitch writes through the Contact Us page. Loved the show this week. I look forward to this show every year, and this is with respects to the Ten Commandments. Okay. It amazes me when I hear other podcasts and some publications when they say it's all right to bring in oh, your own I smokes know. into a smoke shop. I always argue with these people, but there is no convincing them. Keep up the great work. And that's Mitch. It, it, it's always a battle, and we, and we usually get tons and tons of negative stuff when we end up doing it, but we bring it up once a year anyway for the sake of the retailer that says it's okay, trying to let him understand that it's not, or the consumer that's a nice guy and just is not realizing that it is a business. How are you not tasting peach right now? No, I got it's no so peach. distinct. I got some plum. I got a little bit of cinnamon. I, I got. I thought you were going with the brown bread in the can, and I got a little of that with the raisiny and the bre- and, and the dark bread. And they got molasses. Yeah, it's all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and peach. No. Peach. You you would have got the harp if you stopped at the brown bread. Yeah. I, I will say this. I smoked I no the peach. Nestor, and there's a review about a week ago on the CigarAuthority.com. This is going to turn into an argument, but that cigar was much stronger than the six, though. And a blender could make different sizes stronger. You would have to find out if that blender is using the same amount of grams of Lajero. Like we know in the case of Bandolero, the little um, Travioso, that little short torpedo, by weight, has the same amount of, of um, Lajero in it as the 6.5 six, the six by 60 uh, Pretensioso. They have the same amount of Lajero. We know that because the blender told us that they do. Therefore, it is stronger. They are the same strength. You, I get the same pit in my stomach smoking no both way. cigars. I can't even smoke the little torpedo. The thing about the thick one is that it mellows itself out because it's mixed only in with on the, the flavor. Only on the flavor. The flavor is a little washed out compared to that little t- torpedo. If it's the same weight, it's more You're diluted in the 6x60. tobacco, which has nicotine. You are adding nicotine. By, nicotine at lower levels. Yes. So but you're still adding it. I'm adding alcohol at a lower level. I'm still adding it. I'm snorting cocaine. I'm snorting less cocaine. I'm still going to be high AF at the end of that snort. Well, you're going to be less high on one line versus two lines. <laughs> <laughs> this is going right off the rails. This is going off the rails. You are and, making and, my point for me. If you have two lines <coughs> of cocaine and you snort them both, you are higher than if you just snort one thick line or one thin line, right? right. You got more grams of cocaine, more high. Right. We agree on that. Right. More tobacco, more nicotine. Okay, so if you take that one line and a 44 ring gauge and you add something else to it to make it a 60 <laughs> ring gauge, it's not as potent. If you snort it through a $20 it, bill or a $100 <laughs> bill, it's the same exact thing. If, and this episode of the drug authority. If you mix more baby powder with it or laxative or whatever they put in with <laughs> Baking it. Baking soda. Yeah. 
Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Is it that you just refuse to acknowledge it because it finally is making sense I don't think scientifically you? you are correct. You're adding I will admit tobacco. you are correct if the Dr. Mikosi says that he has oh a point. Oh, my God. But get, to yeah, me, get, the get, math get, just doesn't get, get add up. Get scientific proof on this. All right, squeeze one more in this hour. <sighs> episode idea from Taylor on the good. I need us it. Piece. Please, we need an episode idea. All right, <laughs> this one's, and this one's good. Not this. Greetings, gentlemen. I especially enjoyed the, the argument episode. Meet some of our staff episode. Jessica was sharp and pleasant, and Sean seems like a cool guy, which leads me to the kick Barry in the balls episode. <laughs> His comments toward Jessica were utterly tasteless. They were. And ongoing snide comments toward Mr. J (laughs) and even Sean on his debut are uncalled for, hence the show idea. Mr. J, Jessica, and Sean get one punt using their dominant leg wearing cowboy boots. Was this written by Matt? Uh, No. (laughs) Barry's kind of lovable in a vulnerable guy kind of way. Uh, (laughs) However, his ongoing demeaning and bashing commentary... Are not debonair. I appreciate him sharing his fetish with us. But <laughs> <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, that's what he—that's what he gets off on—is watching people kick you in the balls. You know what? I would too. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. All right. So, uh, final thoughts. We we still have a half of cigar left over. So you get two hours out of this thing. So two hours at twenty bucks. It's pretty good. And ten dollars an hour. I'm going to tell you. I. I was concerned about having draw issues the very first time I smoke it because it's so densely packed in order in the, the edges are so hard cut boom yeah hexagon I was afraid that it was just going to be oh, too dense to draw but the draw is outstanding you know it's amazing if you look at the cigar the amount of oils coming off of it is insane these are the growers. These are the, t- the tobacco people, Placencia. Yeah, more tobacco than anybody in the anybody world. Anybody in the world. So th- they're going to come out with something with their name on it. After all these years, they're going to put something out. You know it's going to be incredible to begin with. It's going to be the best they could possibly do. And it's do. very distinct. I mean, we've all smoked Placencia-made cigars. We may not know it. Right. But this cigar truly has a distinct flavor to it. Yeah. It's very, very, very good. You know, to say very good on a $20 cigar, I'm telling you, it's really, really good. It deserves a try. I know maybe you're not a $20 cigar smoker or something. You know, skip two tens one day and just go for a 20. And well, you're going to get it. the two hours out right, of it. Right, so. right. It's really good. All right, we're going to uh, take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to level off. Uh, what are we doing here? We're going to get to, uh, oh, Uh, We're going to start things off with uh, a drink from a jerk. Okay, we'll start things off with a drink from a jerk. No, we just had a guy right in talking (laughs) about how you're not supposed to be picking on Sean. Maybe it's not Sean. It is Sean. (laughs) And we're going to call him a jerk when he comes back, and we're going to get to all these mailbags. We've got a lot more to get to. Stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. 
This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habato uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacco Palma in the Dominican Republic. 
blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep With your host. Come on, Diablo. David Garofalo. On count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Very stunning. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former gravekeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Can we just become best friends? Thanks, yeah. you jerk. Thanks, jerk. <laughs> and we're back with our number two. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. We're taking care of business today, getting through some long-awaited mail from our listeners. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually-running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top Ten Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Today, Sean the Barista has become Sean the Soda Jerk. The term soda jerk is a pun from uh, the soda clerk. That's where it originally came from. Uh, formal job title and drugstore assistants who operated the soda fountains. It was inspired by the jerking action that the server would... Uh, swing the soda fountain handle back and forth when adding the soda water. And the drink that he prepared for us is called the egg cream. I'm going to take credit for Hang mentioning on a it second. to you two weeks ago. And there we go. And <laughs> here it is. What the hell is in this thing? I'm not drinking raw eggs or any of that. There is actually no eggs in an egg cream. None. 
but it's called an egg cream. The egg cream, but it looks like the froth on the top of it is like a mer meringue, right? It did look like that. Okay. That's what made me nervous. The egg cream beverage consists of milk, and it's only this much, a teeny little bit. It's one inch of milk. Um, How much money do I get to drink this? Is it, carbonated is this water, which week? is the bulk of it, and a flavored syrup, typically chocolate or vanilla. This is the chocolate egg cream. And as I said, the drink contains neither eggs nor cream, just a little bit of milk. The egg cream is uh, exclusively a fountain drink, although there has been several attempts to bottle it, but none have ever been successful. Mm -hmm. The taste characteristics uh, require mixing of the ingredients just before drinking, so it has to be made fresh at that moment. Theory is that grade A milk was used in the creation, leading the name to A chocolate A cream. Not egg cream, it's A cream, but it's known as egg cream, sounding like egg. Um, it is perfectly proper to gulp down an egg cream. In fact, egg creams will lose its head and become flat and not enjoyable if not drink immediately. So you wanna order it and drink it when it comes out. Do we know if he used Bosco on this? He used the proper cream. What is the name of, uh, Sean, the name of the syrup? You bet. It has to be you bet chocolate syrup. It's just a watery chocolate milk with bubbles. And I think this is like strictly an East Coast thing. It's a New York Jewish thing. I thought you'd be into this, even though you're wearing a cross around your neck. You confused the shit out of me. I don't know. What's going on with you I, over I there? I converted when I was 18. Okay. Converted to Judaism? Away from. Oh. All right. It's like the people that like, um, what is that uh, soda? Um, diet soda? Not diet soda. The one that starts with an M that's got a bit Manhattan of... Manhattan Special. Manhattan Special, a coffee drink. Moxie. Moxie. You know, all those oddball, old-fashioned things. That Do you like it? Do you don't like it? Eh. You got a puss in your face. You don't like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's Sullivan, are you drinking one? I'm drinking one. I like it. It doesn't suck. It just, like, it was kind of built up a little bit. I was expecting more out of this thing. I mean, it's different. We've had the ingredients for two weeks. That's all you've talked about. I kind of wish we had a crazy straw to drink it with, but. Yeah, yeah, crazy straw. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the, the, I think we got the proper straw. We got the proper glass. Uh, he made it fancy. <clears throat> it's very in well the, done. In the summertime, it's going to be refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're selling it, but I ain't buying it. No? I like it. I like it. Something different. And it has been added to the uh, portfolio here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe because not only is this a podcast studio, it is a cafe that has egg creams now. This is the chocolate egg cream. Next year, next week, we may practice with the vanilla egg cream. Is, um, is this replacing milk on the menu? <laughs> it is David, replacing milk David was so adamant when we opened up the cafe Because he, his family 
they're not only obsessed with donuts, <laughs> but they get glasses of milk with their meal at home and when they're out at a restaurant. They order milk, which is the oddest thing I've ever seen. What the hell are you getting a milk for? We're eating breakfast. I just I just drink milk. I wish they still did the milk in the glass bottles. It, yeah, it, it tasted so much different. It's creamy. Yep. Well, he friggin' put milk on the, the menu, and I'm like, I, I'm predicting <laughs> that... We're never going to sell a milk. And I tried. I'd offer milk to people. You, would you like to buy a milk? <laughs> and it the guy looks at me like I got three heads. Because people don't drink milk like that. Well, hopefully they're going to drink egg creams, I hope. I hope. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Here's a we cigar. Some cookies with this. And don't wait too long. Don't let it sit on. I'm not going to drink the rest of it. Wow, you want the rest? terrible. Yes. All right. You can have it. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is an interesting cigar because we used to sell an awful lot of these. It has slowed down. And to be honest with you, I know exactly why it slowed down. Because as I was taking the cellophane off of these, I recalled that we used to sell this uncellophaned yeah. in a box with the loose tobacco. It's got a curly head top on an unfinished foot, and the tobacco is around it, and it looks so beautiful outside its cellophane. Most cigars are the opposite. They look really nice in cellophane, and you take them out, and if you examine they're, them they're again, a letdown. yeah, it's a, it's a letdown because that hides some of the things. But it's a beautiful wrapper and a gorgeous-looking cigar, but it has cellophane because we just having too much damage on the foot and then the head. Things so chipping it, off. Yeah. So, Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's second cigar features a pigtail cap and a closed foot, and it is the Equilibrium, made in the Dominican Republic for United Cigar Company. The size that we're smoking is 6.5 by 54 Toro Gordo, and the wrappers from Nicaragua, the binders from the Dominican Republic, and the fillers are 50% Dominican, 50% and Nicaraguan, thus the name. And yes, it is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will cost you $4.99, while a box of 20 is just $99.99. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So $4.99, a lot of cigar for $4.99. Um, Nice-looking cigar and a 50-50 balance of uh, Nicaraguan and Dominican, 50-50. Is that going to make it stronger? I don't know. Let's see. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All I know is I'm, I'm watching people being delivered egg creams. This thing is, is already popular. It's taken off. I think we sold two already, so this thing is a success. It has more than doubled the sales of milk. <laughs> well, you can multiply anything by zero. Yeah. <laughs> Who does? Ah, so he's saying Starbucks moves more dairy products than it does coffee. Yeah, Starbucks coffee company sells more milk than it does coffee or dairy yeah. products. When was the last time someone walked into a Starbucks and ordered a milk? Last week. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that, that's last name was Nakarofalo. <laughs> All right. Okay, so it's... <laughs> we're not even... Barry's done. We're not even <laughs> drinking on the show. Barry, you want to jump onto his? <laughs> and it's you already... <laughs> sure, slide it over, but keep your straw. You can deal with the straw. 
All right, so All right. Um, no draw at the you beginning because you didn't backwash in this, did you? Yeah, yeah. All spit. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator featuring four jets. It's got a color-changing flame. The patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom and the neck on this. This is pretty cool. The neck tilts so that you get a more precise light. How do they do it so cheap? $24? Volume. Volume. Because this is like $50 would be actually a good deal. Double the price would be a good deal. You're going golfing with the buddies, and you've got a lighter like this that lights up red like this, and you're the hit of the, the whole golf course, I guarantee Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's a nice lighter. All right. Let's get to uh, some mailbags. All right. So Adam writes in uh, through the Contact Us page. Discuss this. A good friend wants to give a, uh, cigar smoking a serious try. Put together the perfect five-pack for them to explore the hobby. All right, so we do this all the time, right? Somebody comes in and they're going holidays coming up and they're going to get some cigars for everybody that we're going to go outside and smoke cigars and these people didn't smoke cigars before. So we tend to go light. I, I typically will ask the person a few questions about their friend. How, are they more of a like barbecue steak kind of person, hot and spicy food, or do they prefer chicken and rice and things on the mild side? Because getting an idea of what somebody likes for food, now you can start to move them in a direction. Maybe you're going to still keep them on the milder side, but in my notes here I have, uh, you could go La Gianna, and not just because Gianna's here, uh, of La Gianna fame. There we you go. could go La Gianna Natural and Maduro, because they're both going to be on the mild side, and now this person gets a chance to... Try both the, natural. The person and that would like the strong, little, little bit more peppery, a little more, little more spice. You go to the Maduro. Right. In that case, you want a little lighter. You go to the natural. Um, you know, what are some of our go-to things? Taking somebody around of some uh, Studio Twenty One, not the uh, podcast cafe, by the way. There's a cigar brand, Studio Twenty One, very mild, yeah. very smooth. Um, you got things like Avo would be a good mm -hmm. choice. Back in the day, a, a, a big go-to used to be the, the ones with the sweet tips on them, like the Baccarat, yeah. and, and there's a whole bunch now. Rough Rider. Rough Rider. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not that it's mild, but I would even look at Aladino just to give them a different wrapper Yeah, type. that's the next one on my list All here. Right. Yeah, jeez, I don't know. First time you have a smoke on a cigar, you're going to give me Aladino. This is a five-pack. So okay. And, you, and for, the other thing that I would do for someone is I would put the cigars in order so that, okay, we're going to just get your, your feet wet here. I would start with the next cigar on my list, which is Dos Ombre Cabinet, specifically the Honduran Toro. To me, that's the size in that line that tastes the best. Yeah. It's mild. It's smooth. And it, there's nothing offensive about no, it. No, it's going to have a different taste with Honduran tobacco. So here's, here's a, well, La Giana. You, you mentioned actually all Honduran so far, actually. Studio 21. Oh, Studio 21, Dominican. Okay. And then at the end of it, okay, you've smoked all these kind of regular cigars. Aladino's a little more expensive in the $10 range. Now the last one, Diamond Crown. You're in the $12, $13 price point at that point. But that's a really good cigar. 
to get somebody's feet wet. I got blind test, taste tested that this week with that cigar. I could not figure it out, but I knew. I said, this is a Toro Fuente making the cigar, but I cannot figure out what it was of that thick ring gauge, and it turned out to be Diamond Crown. It was sensational. I would, I would change one thing on that. I would put a really high-end cigar in there, and I would tell the person, you know, make sure you tell the person you're giving this gift to. Um, this is a special occasion after a special meal or with great friends, and I would put something like an Atabe in there. I don't necessarily disagree with But they with never you. smoked a cigar before? Yeah, I, would, you, I would never. You, I would never. It's a, it's, you know, it's a gift. You're giving it to somebody. You want to yeah. include something special but and memorable. If, if somebody wants to see more than that. what's the difference between a Dos Ombre and an Atabe, oh, my God, what the heck was that? Yeah. Well, that shows you you get what you pay for. Yeah. Right. You know, so interesting. Okay, move on. All right. Also submitted through the Contact Us page, Bobby writes, Hi, gentlemen. Every year I make it a point to acknowledge the things or people in my life that I appreciate, and I'm truly appreciative of all the effort you guys put into the show. Each week I wait for the show to upload in anticipation. It is part of my week that I truly look forward to, and I can see that after eight years, trying to find new ideas for shows or things to talk about must be difficult. But I, for one, am pretty happy. <laughs> Dink. <laughs> I'm done. Just listening to you guys eat, <laughs> drink, and talk about cigars say that? every once in a while. It says it How timing. What good timing. Uh, you've created a special team that works well together, and your continued desire to improve the show is well received from this side. Your yearly shows, i.e. the Cigar uh, of the Year, State of the Cigar Industry, Address, uh, Business, Forecasting the Future... Yeah. Your numerous guests gives you about 25 to 30 weeks of semi-dependable show formats or scripts to work from. But I see the other 20 take some creativity. I like candy bar pairings. Fantastic. <laughs> I like them too. So, here's my attempt at some ideas. Number one, daily routine. I smoke three to four cigars a day. Almost never the same cigar in a day unless I'm drunk. Three to four, rookie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Regularly, find, though, that's good. That's yes. a good customer. I find some are great morning cigars, but not great for the last cigar of the day. I think we would like to know about your guys' regular rotation. Number two, the truth to the question on everyone's mind are United Cigars Dave's Brands. What does Oliver have an office next to Dave's for? <laughs> Anyone who's tried them knows the cigar lives up to the hype, so why try so hard to keep things looking like they are separate? Maybe I'm wrong. And I'll let you uh, respond to that before I continue. I own it. That's it? You know, it's a show. Or it's like an interview right yeah, now. There's I mean, one-word answer. It's like Willie Moranti all, all over again. Oliver has an office, but Oliver is never in, in the office. I mean, Oliver is in Cuba right now and uh, comes back from there, and it's Texas and California and, uh, where's he go, and Michigan and Florida, and he's gone for weeks at a time. Uh, he's, he's on the Ashhole show also, and that's why you don't see him there much because that'd be the only time he'd be there is if he was here on right. a Wednesday. And he tries to. He tries to make, make it so he ends up being back here on a Wednesday. Well, but the, do I, do, have I funded that company? Yes, I have. You can't throw the ball and catch the ball. You can't physically, I, I as a person, do every single no, thing. I don't do, I don't do so anything you, when it comes to United Cigar. You've got to have. Pay the bills. You've got to have, uh, you have people. 
and, and you know that company is a small company, meaning there's one guy that works there. They got a couple of brokers around the country, but you know Oliver's the guy that does it. And uh, every once in a while, I'm like, how's things going with that? And oh, we got new sizes coming out. We got this, this, this. So it's news to me, like it's news to everybody else. Uh, best cigar at this price point is another idea. Uh, number four, Padron has so many cigars to choose from. Help me know what is what. It's a show idea. Uh, yeah, all the different Padrones. We could do a show on all the different Padrones, and there's probably some that you don't even know about. Uh, go into all of the shop's brands. Uh, I've been to the shop in Seabrook and met Dave. Had a great time. Felt like a kid in a candy shop. And when push came to shove, it was time to load up on boxes for my trip back to China. Oh, I know who this is. Okay. I got a box of Garofalo's, a La Giana, plus some others, of course, but those weren't even on my list. So he wants to know the other brands, <clears throat> just as a show idea. Yeah, we got a lot of them. Okay. Uh, we had Dave's state of the cigar industry address on a past episode. How about an episode of what you guys want to see in the future? For example, Steve Saka makes a mild cigar that normal people can get behind. Hammer and Sickle becomes available in the Chinese market, personal wish. Uh, kind of like your future forecast episode, but this one really has a totally wishful thinking. Anyway, just some ideas from a happy well, fan. Well, give me that. Thanks for a show. That's happy a keeper. That's a keeper. All right. Calling me out. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, I did say to you beforehand, do you want me to read this? Everything, and you said, Go ahead. Everything's on the thing. I'm a one, one of the things in there is like you want to know what we smoked. But we, like our yeah. rotation, I could share with the four cigars I've had today so far. All right. I started off with a Crow Magnum Knuckle Dragger. I went to a Padron 1926 number 35 Natural, the Amaforte, now Equilibrium. And I'll probably grab a cigar for the ride home and have two more this evening. Seven. So uh, I smoked 1880. I smoked, you know, <laughs> I'm smoking stuff that I have to do the blind tasting thing. Yeah. Also cigars that... Uh, a manufacturer sent me and said, what do you think of this cigar? So I smoked uh, um, the um, Fleur de Incline. Yep. I smoked that this morning. I smoked the, in 1880. And I was smoking something when I came in here. That was the 1880. Yeah, so I smoked this, the 1880 yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Um, and um, these two cigars. So I'm only four and two. Only. It, what, what time is it? One o'clock? Right. <laughs> I'm, Close to I'm four in, but most of the time, believe me, it's not as um, as great as you think it is of uh, running a, a cigar company that we have to smoke cigars that you don't have to smoke. I'm not going to smoke what I love all the time. Yeah, you're not smoking nonstop Atabays and Padron 26s. Yeah, but we're smoking stuff that somebody's trying to sell us, and I'll, I will smoke multiple of them to give them a fair shot to see what it is at different times of day. Um, you know, and believe me, most of the time we're not buying the cigar. And these are a whole bunch of cigars that didn't make the cut for us, and they're available out there for somebody else. But I don't think it's the right cigar for us or right price right range for what the cigar is. So you think we're smoking the, the greatest stuff all the time? It's uh, we smoke a lot of crap, a lot of crap. So you don't have to. We like to say exactly. 
gentlemen of the Cigar Authority, I've been a fan of the show for a long time. When you opened up the cafe and began exploring different coffees of the world, I was especially excited to hear and see how the show would elevate the coffee community. If I may, I would like to make a suggestion for a coffee you should try. Ah, you listen to this, Sean? This coffee is Monsoon Malabar. Uh, it's exponentially different from other coffees, and it could be said that a Malabar is an earthy, full-bodied coffee and would pair well with many cigars. Would it pair well with a Malamar? <laughs> Malamar Monsoon. You know what a Malamar monsoon is, Monsoon Malabar. Right? Very good. He says it's amazing, and he knows it. All right. Get on that, Sean. Get on that. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, the premier cigar festival in the world is underway in the Dominican Republic, and Pro Cigar has a new member, Royal Agio. The company, based in Holland, has been making cigars in the DR since 1990. CLE sent out an email denoting after March 1st, the company will not be opening any new accounts for the remainder of the year as they focus on backwaters that have lately become an issue. Who is that? CLE. Wow. And United Cigars announced yesterday they have added the Jose Dominguez Signature Series of Cigars to their portfolio in a press release that was sent to us by Director of Sales Oliver Naveau. And yes, I knew it in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! But I didn't read the press release until after Barry posted it, but I didn't even read your press release. It was on... on um, Developing Palace. Developing Palace yeah. posted it first. Uh, got the Actually, jump. we beat them by seven minutes. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw theirs out there. Good for you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Um, next week uh, on the show, Rudy and the Canadian Influence. That's what we're going to call it. Is that his band? Yeah. <laughs> I got to remember Rudy that. from Canada is coming on. And uh, we're going to talk to him. We're going to play some games with him and have a good time. And Rudy, for those that don't know and haven't been listening to the show, he has been listening to the show since the very beginning. I mean, Eight the, years in. the guy must have had some sort of Google word search going on all the time because that was the only way you would have found that first show. Yeah. It's the only way. We were there and we couldn't even find it. So <laughs> it was unbelievable. So we got Rudy on the show. Um, the following week, we have uh, John Carney from La Flor Dominicana coming back and joining us and uh, moving on from there. So uh, right back to the mailbag. All right. This is Adam writing in. Uh, thanks so much for your hard work each week. Love this podcast. And it fills my commute every Monday and Tuesday. Funny, I feel like I know each of you pretty well, but you don't know me at all. <laughs> You're begging for show ideas, and I don't have any good ones. But I'll share my crappy ones in the event it stokes an idea on your end. 
would love a peek inside your own personal humidors. Tell us your favorites, how you organize them for those of us with OCD, and some of the stories of the contents currently in them. We, we did something similar to that uh, a few weeks ago. The cigar publications talk about big cigar events in other parts of the country. The Big Smoke, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, etc. Why is there nothing in New England? A show brainstorming something like this. What's the vision? What might prompt interest from manufacturers, venues, or customers who want to see something like this? I would argue we do have something like this in New England. It's we have our, March our, Madness coming up. Our anniversary party. Our anniversary party. We'll talk about that. Uh, next week, we'll get to both of those. I've tried to find a podcast to fill the rest of that commute. I spent some time listening to another cigar podcast. Leave that up. But uh, have since quit on it. My favorite episode was when the host and a guest created a fictitious Mount Rushmore for each of the following. Cigar brands, cigars, cigar liberties. Spin it however you want. It gets each of you to give your top four or five in each of those categories with your criteria that's, and why you would choose that's them. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like and it. And maybe you have to agree as a panel to finalize the Mount Rushmore or whatever it is. I'll keep pondering. I also hate the food smacking noises. Yeah. Much like Everybody I, does. <laughs> much like I hate the word moist. <laughs> but we'll keep listening faithfully. It's not as bad as Barry's constant sexual innuendo. I'm a big guy too. It's a tough visual. Thanks That's again, guys. All keep right. up the great work. That's a keep it too. Give me that. That's Oh, Adam from Danvers, Mass. Oh, so he's a local guy. Good. Okay, right now it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this and for how much? The offer today is $500, and it's to start smoking. We heard this uh, when we had the employees up Oh, here. yeah. Start smoking the shop's uh, slobber guy cutter, the, the, the guy duds. that does it, the half-smoked, half-chewed cigar. You need to hold it in your teeth and make a complete seal around the shaft of the cigar and puff away <laughs> for one minute. Somebody else's cigar, 500 bucks. Do I get to pick the schlub whose cigar it was? You know who it is. <laughs> you know who it is. Without saying any names... We all know who it is. See how nervous he was that I was gonna I was gonna name names because he may or may not listen. He can't be listening because we've talked about this <laughs> too many times. Five hundred. I know. I know Ed Sullivan's not gonna do it. Uh, Why? Well, you're really gonna turn down putting a shaft in your mouth? One minute. I could probably do it for five hundred cash. Yeah. Hundred dollar bills. I'd be in. Yeah, and if it was 20s, you're not interested? Correct. <laughs> yeah. It has to be $100 bills. <laughs> Barry, would you do yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not that desperate. No? No. One minute. What are you going to get? Yeah, no. Really? You know that uh, sore on your I'll, lip I'll, that doesn't I'll go away? I'll drink some of his uh, Back egg wash? cream. Yeah. Oh, when you weren't yeah. looking, I switched the straws, too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll pass on this cigar. Wow. I thought for you for sure, and I no. thought you for absolutely no. No, I'd do it. I would do it. I'd, I'd, I'd especially, I, I would request that he you're chew not, on it a little more. He's not, he's not a germaphobe. You just, you, you know, you're not I'm as not much a, of a germaphobe as you are not having I'm anal retentive food. about food. Yeah. That's it. Rudy says he'll do it. I would think most people. Ed Sullivan, would you do it? No, I'm out. Somebody's used cigar, take a puff on it for a minute. No, no. way. The fa I can't believe all the, the faces saying no oh. way. I thought that was a slam dunk. 
All right, so that turns people off for sure, huh? Okay. We've all done it. We've all, we've all grabbed the other you're person's welcome. cigar, yeah. and you take a couple of puffs, and you're like, oh, oh I'm going to put was this yours. back, <laughs> and I'm going to take mine now. It, uh, the teeth marks didn't match up. That's not mine. Right. <laughs> all right, one more. Squeeze one more in here, the segment. All right. Jeff writes through the Contact Us page, I know you guys support our troops and have talked about Cigars for Warriors. Have you considered a segment that would highlight Medal of Honor recipients? Not only would this highlight the courage of our troops, it would also possibly prevent hearing you guys eat candy. <laughs> All right. You or guys candy are big bars against ever again. eating, huh? It's yes, eating I endured the segment because you guys provide a good show and educate about cigars. Semper Fi. But some other guy loved the candy service, episode, Jeff. but right. we have to eat it in order to do it. And the microphones are attached to us. Like, we can't <sighs> back off of the microphone because they're headsets with the microphone attached to it. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Some people love it. Some people hate it. There doesn't seem to be anybody Most, that's like... I think like, everybody hates eh. it, but, but... Well, Dave, all I can say for sure is the noises don't come from me because I can mute my mic. Yes. We, we got that for Barry once. Didn't we have a mute? Yeah, yeah we had a but foot he would, pedal. He would mute himself after he was done coughing. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. it was for the cough pedal. That, by the way, I didn't want to even bring it up. I, if I bring it up, you're going to start coughing. But it, it seems to be a little bit better right now. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely a psychological thing. Yeah, no, I was say. forced. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so what do you think? We're smoking equilibrium. It's part of the care package. So we got a whole bunch of people smoking along with us. Uh, we're talking a $5 Churchill. You got a good burn line on it. Uh, I'm picking up some applewood smoked barbecue spices in the background. Yeah, it's woody. I got, I got um, woody, earthy cashews. Yeah, I got a little Come roasted Come on, Ed Sullivan. I was spot on on that. Cashews. I got cashews happening here. Um so this is an interesting cigar because it's a 50-50 mix of Nicaraguan and Dominican. Now, if I didn't tell you that and you smoked a cigar and I say, what is this, Nicaraguan or Dominican? Well, you can pick up some of the finer points of both tobaccos in there. Mm-hmm. You've got that, a little bit of that umami, earthy component that uh, Dominican tobacco brings to the table. And you get a little bit of that spice component that happens on Nicaraguan tobacco. It's interesting. I, I would be hard-pressed to pull out that this was a mix of the two. I would end up probably guessing. Which one? I would probably guess Dominican because the that umami taste is so distinct to Dominican cigars, I would guess that immediately. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's a lightning round of more mailbags and a classic three-way. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. 
The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is David Teske, the Canadian living in Seoul, South Korea, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network, home of the one and only Mr. Jonathan. You're right. proud of that, huh? We're back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundset. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority's all-mailbag episode. We're smoking the Equilibrium. This is a 50-50 mix of Nicaraguan and Dominican cigars, and I have a taste 
Remember at the Christmas party, we were burning wood, mm-hmm. and they put the yes. glass on it, and then it would make that smoky flavor mm-hmm. go inside the drink. That burning wood flavor. Yep. Burnt wood. So Not you, just wood, but burnt wood. You, you came up with the exact flavor that I said five minutes ago. Right, but I'm this proud is, of you. This is for Dave. Why wow, you said that exact thing of burning that wood during the Christmas party? Applewood smoked barbecue. Boom. All right. I was thinking bacon when you said applewood. A lot of times bacon is uh, applewood smoked. All right, so let's bang out some mailbags here. All right. Also submitted through the Contact Us page, and Jason writes, Hello, I'm fairly new to cigars. Haven't smoked a whole ton of brands. I'm really interested in the best. For me, I define a good cigar as being very strong, flavorful, and complex. For me, getting a nice cigar buzz is a good thing. I also look for a cigar that keeps me energized after I smoke it. I don't know what, why, how that would happen. In your opinion, they knock me down when they get strong like that. What non-Cuban cigars would you say have the strength, complexity, and flavor of the Padron 1926 anniversary brand? I appreciate all the feedback and advice and will definitely consider buying from your website in the future. Jason. All right, so the Placencia that we just smoked. That would be there. Yeah. Yep, um, we can go Cro-Magnon from, uh, from Skip Martin, yeah. Roma Craft. That's, that's La Flor Dominicana. That's as strong as it comes, the LFD. Yeah. Yep. Um, Padron, you could stay inside of the Padron family and go with the 50th in the, um, the big humidor. It's expensive, but a, a, only a little bit more than the 80th. Yeah. And the, on the LFD, I would do uh, Lenox or the Double Lajero. I don't think Lenox is strong enough for this guy. But it has some of that, has some of that complexity to it. You go to 1926, you're, you're talking strong yeah. when it comes to that. You want, you want something to knock you in your butt is the chisel. You go with the double hero chisel or something. But to me, as good as that cigar is, it doesn't have a lot of complexity to it. And only because he mentioned complexity is yeah. why I leaned it toward something different. I would say... Try this Placencia, man. Placencia is very good. You also, one of my former favorite cigars of all time, the Byron Disquinditos is the strongest one in that portfolio of the bigger sizes. But you can also go with the Petit Poema. And that packs a little wallop, and it, there's a lot of flavor in there. Yeah, a lot of complexity. And the that. Bandelero you mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah, that little Travioso mm-hmm. size. Yeah, a little torpedo to it. Mm-hmm. Ed Sullivan, you're, you're into the fuller-bodied stuff. Where, where, where do we go from there? So I like the um, the small Romacraft Neanderthals. Yeah. Those are excellent. He smokes one or two a day Right. on those. Well, I enjoy those. Um you know, there is uh, Todos Las Dias, which is a yeah. strong cigar. Yeah, too strong for me. That's another one. I'm thinking about what don't I like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too strong for me. Uh, some of the Micaritas, those smaller sizes, Ed Sullivan? Yeah, the Pequeño Pequeño is a nice little punch. Because when you, we all know when you go to a smaller, it makes a cigar <laughs> stronger. No. It gives that you full more flavor. Yeah. <laughs> go full I, hate, I hate everyone on the panel today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to some mailbags of more All people right. that hate you. Uh, <laughs> this is a different Jason writing in through the Contact Us page. Good morning, gentlemen. I often find myself daydreaming about a career in the cigar industry. Don't do it. Do yeah. you have any advice for someone completely outside the industry trying to make it in? I would love to hear your thoughts, pros, cons, and what avenues you would suggest 20 years in construction management has me thinking. 
is the tobacco really greener on the other side? Little Candela joke there. There we go. Uh, with industry numbers down, pending regulations, taxes, and so on, would you recommend it at all? And thank you for the best cigar podcast in the world. Have a happy new year. You, Jason from Long Beach. The odd thing are the people that are in love it so much, and that's the, and including myself. I mean, it's I love it. I don't want to do anything else. But if I had never been in, I wouldn't get in now, to be honest with you, in any aspect of it, because there's too much of what's going on. It's the uncertainty of whatever it is. But uh, wouldn't the flip side of that be if we had an influx of people coming in the industry, new blood, new passion, new drive, could we make even more mountains move, as Chuck Morrison used to say? by having more physical bodies in the industry. Yeah, we, we certainly need the next generation to come in. Somebody ends up having to do it, and somebody that like wants to get in. But if you think you're sitting around smoking cigars and you know, you love it when you go into the cigar lounge. This is the cigar industry. It is not mm-hmm. the cigar industry. You know, he's going to be, um, he's going to be a broker or something. He's going to be going from store to store. Oh, I get to go to store to 99 store. 99 out of 100 times hearing the word no. Right. And that's if you're very good. Yeah, you're going to drive all the way to some place. They end up telling you no. You get back in, put your stuff away. It's like a traveling salesman type of thing. Listen, I, I looked at it and said, uh, I'd like to do that someday. And then I got to know the guys good and watch as time went on. I go, oh, my God. Tough. Tough. You want to get into manufacturing or anything like that? You know, crazy. That's insane to, to try to do that. You can't do it, especially with FDA. Yeah, with FDA. You and it used open. to be, if you wanted to be a broker or a rep, the best thing to do would be to get a job at a cigar shop and get and do the job the right way and get noticed. Well, he's but in California. So, so, so many cigar companies now are hiring outside of the industry. Right. So that's not even well, a way to get your foot in the door right. anymore. you got to move to a state that has low or no <coughs> tobacco tax, and then you can start Over making there. a play. Yeah, (coughs) when we started the show, I was telling everybody this is the greatest industry or whatever, and here it is eight years later, and it's a a totally different landscape as it's happening. So I don't recommend it, but you've got to follow your your passion if you love to do it. Don't think you're going to make a ton of money doing it. It's It's a love type of thing. You end up loving it, and that's what you do, and hopefully the money follows. All right. Brad writes through the Contact Us page. Hello. As a 22-year-old cigar geek, I usually find myself to be the youngest person in every shop I go into by a good 20 years. I don't find many people my age to be interested at all in cigars. At Two Guys, do you find that the younger crowd of cigar smokers is almost non-existent as well? For those young smokers you do see, what type of brands do you find them gravitating towards? For myself, I smoke mainly boutique brands. I'm not sure that I'm alone on that one. Thanks. Yeah, so the younger generation usually does. They don't want their grandfather's cigar or something like that. And they're more swayed by social media. Yeah, so you're following that. And they smoke. What ends up happening is, and and maybe this is true for every age, you find the cigar person at the shop, the the salesperson, that you end up aligning with them with with the cigars that they like and, and they like what you like and vice versa. Yeah. And then you end up smoking what I find the younger guys end up smoking what we like. Yeah, because yeah. they see us smoking it all the time. I mean, Dave, if a new guy is uh, checking out at the register, I can look at what that person's buying and know who waited on them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'll say the young generation that gets in, they usually get in as acid or something like yeah. that. And then they graduate. Into well, then you got someone like, like Darren, Trevor's dad. He'll ask me, do you like this? And I'll say no. And then he'll grab two. So right. he's, <laughs> he does the opposite. He doesn't yeah, but smoke what I, I like. He smokes the opposite. Absolutely. All right. Let's squeeze in a classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Barry kicked butt last week. So this week I'm changing it up a little. I think it's going to get close, so I have five and two tiebreakers. I know that annoys you, Mr. Jonathan. I have five and two tiebreakers, so it's going to start with Barry. Today's February 24th, and uh, if he was still around, uh, is he still around? Yeah, he is. Uh, Steve Jobs is celebrating his birthday. Steve Jobs. No, he died. He died? He's the one that died. Steve Jobs, entrepreneur, led the personal computer revolution by co-founding Apple with Steve Wozniak. Uh, his amazing passion for design helped Apple become a true consumer electronics icon. He spent one summer picking Macintosh apples, which is how the company's name originated. Steve Jobs, born today what year? 1955. 55. I had 1956. Six. Uh, 1943. 43. Somebody got two points. Barry Stein, 55. Two points. Way to start off. Over to Ed Sullivan. Floyd Mayweather Jr. Five-division world boxing champions won 15 titles, becoming known for his loud mouth and brass personality. His career record of 48-0 by defeating Manny Pacquiao was deemed the fight of the century. He retired in 2017 with a record of 50-0 and and named the highest-paid athlete in the world by Forbes and Sports Illustrated. Floyd Mayweather Jr., born today what year? 1977. 77. 1980. 80. I have 77 written down as well. 77. We got two points for two people. 77. You guys are such cheaters. He's emailing you the answers. That's what he's doing. And it's over to Mr. Jonathan. Phil Knight, entrepreneur, billionaire who co-founded the famous shoe company Nike. Served as a chairman and CEO of the company until he stepped down in 2015. The company created the Air Jordan, a shoe specifically designed for the superstar Michael Jordan, and went on to become the most popular shoe brand in the world. The founder of Nike, what year was he born? 1944. 44. 63. 63. And I've got 53. 53, and everybody is over. 1938. You never thought I would pick... The guy that invented Nike. So I'm following this. I figured it was a newer brand. There's some homework (laughs) being done here. So I got to go a little little far out, which I'm going to do now. Barry, Abe Vigoda. Fish. 
There we go. Portrayed Sal Tassio in The Godfather and played the character Phil Fish in the sitcom Barney Miller. Also appeared in films Joe vs. the Volcano, which I like very much. Good Burger. Worst movie in the history of and that Jerry Judy. <laughs> I liked it. You didn't like Joe, Joe vs. the Volcano? No. His brother Bill Vigoda was the comic book artist for the Archie franchise. Hmm. How's that? But we're talking about his brother Abe Vigoda. Born today, what year? 1941. 41. 1925. 25. Uh, 1939. 39. Everybody's over. 1921. Really? He just passed away. He's been under the death pool for years and years. For a decade, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think one in the newspapers reported him dead before he was dead. Many times. Yeah. Many times. Uh, so see what happens. I throw some weird things in here and they can't get it. So that's where I got to go to. Who's last? Uh, it's Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan's last. Ed is two. Barry is four. Mr. Jonathan is zero. Last question, unless we got to go to a tiebreaker. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the Los Angeles Lakers got his first three-point shot in NBA. The first uh, three-point shot Change your math over there, ever. I did the same thing. First three-point shot. When did they put the three-point thing into effect? That's the whole thing. Man, I don't follow basketball. Um, 1984. 84. Uh, 1980. 80. I wrote down 79. 79. And who got 84? Who was 84? That was me. Ed Sullivan. Yeah, and you'll take the point because it's 89. 89. So Ed Sullivan, three. Barry, four. Barry wins it. Mr. Jonathan Gooseg. It won't happen next week. I got these guys figured out. It took a long time, but I got them figured out now. I got it out. I got it. All right, hit a mailbag. Come on, we'll squeeze a few more in maybe. Uh, Adam writes through the Contact Us page. Hey, guys, I just wanted to give you a heads up on some misinformation (laughs) with the Pappy Van Winkle tradition. This uh, Ah. goes back to um, September. Wow, way to get up on those mailbags. You all smoked on the air. (laughs) Was it in your spam folder? (laughs) No, this one wasn't. Uh, The cigar contains no barrel-fermented tobacco like the original made for the Pappy Van Winkle website. When Willie Herrera first came to Drew Estate, he sat down and blended a bunch of cigars and put some aside to age. He revisited one that he had put aside, and it became the Pappy Van Winkle tradition. Uh, It continued... It contains, sorry, no barrel-fermented tobacco. Just wanted to let you know, in discretion, keep doing a wonderful job, Adam. Thank you. And, of course, him being discreet, I had to read it on the air. Absolutely, being discreet. Okay, well, I think we've got time for one more. Uh, This one's kind of long. Go ahead, start it. This is Brian writing uh, through the Contact Us page. I love the Cigar Authority Care Package. Uh, I am appreciative when I was able to get in and you opened it up again about six months ago, but I have two critiques. In the last two shipments, each included one cigar that was uncellophaned and the wrapper leaf had become chipped Ah. and pieces flaked off in shipping. Still a good value, even with the three cigars in great condition, but it really hurt the smoking experience of the unwrapped cigar in each shipment. That's good to know. Uh, not to try to add more cost, but is there a way that you can put some kind of plastic or something around an uncellophaned cigar? All right, we're on it. Uh, I work Barry Stein, you got that? Yeah, we got to do Pete, something. People hate having the cellophane them all, but we'll get it done. I work on Saturdays and always save my cigars and smoke one along with you while I listen to the podcast on Sundays. However, lately I've noticed a change in the way you deal with the cigars in the package. 
you used to do the cutting and the lighting and then describe the cold draw, and then you would talk about the uh, tastes you were all experiencing in the first puffs, and then would update those throughout the smoke. But lately, you've described the cold draw, mentioned the big-ass lighter you're going to use, but then you start talking about other stuff and don't even talk about the cigar for sometimes up to 30 minutes. We forget about talking about cigars all the I'm time. I'm often <laughs> sitting there waiting with my cigar unlit and wondering if you even lit it yet. Uh, oh, we do a whole thing when we tell you we're lighting it. That's not fair. Maybe these are nitpicky, but I figured I'm experiencing these things. Maybe someone is as well, and that's Brian. All right, so we are smoking the Equilibrium 50-50. This is a 50% Nicaraguan, 50% Dominican. Uh, what are we getting out of this cigar? It's like you said, you got the uh, you got a ton of smoky wood, uh, and to me, it brings me to barbecuing on the 4th of now, July. Now I'm getting black pepper, and I'm the opposite of you. If I didn't know what this was, I would say this is a Nicaraguan cigar, Nicaraguan tobacco, Nicaraguan cigar. I don't see the Dominican over there. Yeah, and I think early on it was it was yeah. very prevalent. See, I'm still getting some of those earthy components. You're not very far down. Which is Dominican. Yeah. As you get as you get deeper into the cigar, I, I think the leaves are turned the other way or something's going on here because I'm starting to pick up a lot, lot more strength, a lot more pepper. A lot more intensity. Yeah. So maybe they maybe they put it so that the Dominican stuff is kind of near the front. It's weighted toward Dominican in the front and weighted toward Nicaragua in the back, which we would think it's all going all the way through. Maybe there's a change built in there. I don't know, but the, that was the idea of it, to, to balance itself out. But uh, I don't know if there's another cigar that, that's like this. It's a 50-50 blend. I don't think so. It's like this. It might be one of a kind. No, there are other blended cigars, but none of them are advertised as 50-50. Yeah. And it's usually, you know, multiple leaves. And for any of you that just caught Barry Stein saying something incorrect, please respond to it in the contact us page. Yeah, we're going to need to fill that up now. So uh, you can tell. What did I say incorrect? No, I'm just saying uh, if they oh, they'll, okay. they'll Google it and then. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. His three other cigars that are 50 <laughs> Tell Mushmouth yeah. he got it wrong again. You know, that'll be what I get. So we do know. have more mailbags to get to in other episodes and things. But in the meantime, we got through. Uh, About 18 20, of them. Yeah. yeah it was good. So let's, uh, let's fill it up and we'll get to it more often. Maybe a segment in the show where we can rattle off a couple. But the key is to, you know, and, and it's great, the big, long ones that end up telling us what it is. But it turns into a long, long segment. Yeah, it's just, there's and, just and we're going to have to find the, the right of, place. There isn't time But the, the little the short show. ones and stuff, we can scatter throughout uh, as we go on. Anything to add, Ed Sullivan? No, I mean, I think, you know, based on the, the variety of comments, it, it's interesting. This cigar actually, for the price point, has a fair amount of complexity. <laughs> and, you know, is interesting in that there are some changes as you go through the smoking yeah. of it. Four ninety nine. It's a good buy. Yeah. Uh, the first cigar we smoked, the Placencia, a uh, lot more full-bodied. We're talking all Nicaraguan. All Nicaraguan with a Jalapa-grown wrapper. Yeah. Now, here's, this would be an interesting thing to do at the end of every show, is which cigar are you going to smoke now? So are you going to keep smoking the Equilibrium, or are you going to put it down and go back to that hexagon? I'm putting it down and go back to the hexagon. Same okay. here. I'm doing the same thing. It's just would be interesting because you're we, we always and, and yet it's it's a very full body cigar, but it doesn't make me sick. It's not that that um, stomach sick, right? Very, very aged tobacco, whatever's going on. That uh, I like it. I it's, like it for for a full body cigar, man. I'm I'm shocked how much I like it. I would say it's probably a six and a half to a seven in strength, 
but the flavor is a 10. It's full flavored, full mouthfeel, full engagement. All right, Rudy from Canada next week. We're going to have him on. And um, he was the first listener to the Cigar Authority eight years ago, and he still listens. Why? We're going to find out <laughs> next week. And a lot more from Rudy. Uh, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, it's quite possible that you learned nothing in yeah. the last two hours. But always remember this. Keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.